Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's do this. (laughs) It's time for the Gabe Ramirez Show on 670 The Score. Oh, you see this facial hair? This this little baby facial hair is until the Bears win. He's two more sacks. I mean, don't you know that Puerto Rican Bobby is coming for you? Sipping off some coquito. He's doing his thing. Let's do this. 670 The Score. So glad to be here. Happy Monday, everybody. I am Gabe Ramirez. Shout out to the guys, Bears All Access. Can't say it enough. Love hearing about the Bears at the end of June. You know, training camp's just a few weeks away. Can't wait to get some of that. But we're not talking football this hour. Absolutely not. We are talking about nothing but the Chicago Bulls. Obviously, the NBA draft last week, Thursday. The Bulls stepping out with the 18th pick and grabbing Dale and Terry. And there's been some noise surrounding the young man who will be 20 in just a couple of weeks. His birthday is July 12th. I know everybody's saying he's 19, but he's turning 20 in a couple of weeks. And I know when I was 19, I couldn't wait to be 20. Um, But today, in this first segment, I'm going to talk to you guys about the five reasons why this draft pick is more important than you think. Because initially, I said to myself when the draft pick was made, like, this is a boring pick. No one really cares, you know. Granted, he's, you know, this guy's going to be a role player. Is he gonna, even going to get any tick on the squad? And, you know, we were waiting for the Rudy Gobert moment or something bigger in that matter. Maybe we were looking forward to a free agency because we didn't make the splash that we wanted. But then as I sat back and really dissected the draft pick and really looked at the Chicago Bulls team, it became clear to me that this draft pick is way more important than even I thought. So that's why I came up with five reasons to do so. Um, I'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, Number five is that it makes Kobe White dispensable. And that's the most important one right there. Because what you are trying to do, if you are trying to uh, get Rudy Gobert on your squad, is you got to understand that Kobe White needs to be a part of that package, right? Kobe White is a score-first point guard. He is not a true point guard and when you're talking about a team like the Chicago Bulls with, with uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan Kobe White it's tough I know Zach and Kobe had a, had a, a nice little bond a couple years back but once DeMar got on the team that was now the guy that was responsible for some shots so Kobe White's you know, a great player I, I love Kobe White actually and uh, I think he definitely needs a change of scenery and a more defined role his role is 
changed so much on the Chicago Bulls team over the years. And, you know, remember when they were putting him with Sato and being like, yo, you need to learn from him to be a pass-first guy. It's like, you can't change Kobe because then what you end up doing is you take away from his confidence where he just was unconsciously shooting the ball, and that's when he was playing at his best. And we saw some 30-point games from Kobe White over the last couple of seasons, so we know what he's capable of. We know he can shoot the three-ball. We know he can get to the cup. And even last year, we saw his confidence. We were dunking on some people, right? So, again, I'm a Kobe White fan, but... The reason why this draft pick, which is what I'm talking about right now, the number 18 draft pick, Dalen Terry, the reason why it's more important than you think is because then it allows for Kobe White to be a part of a future trade that could potentially get you back some assets and what most of us hope would be Rudy Gobert, but it could be something else, right? I mean, that's that's the reality because let's be honest, I am a big fan of Mitchell Robinson. I think that would be a better fit for this team cheaper someone that could focus solely on defense even though you won't score as much as rudy uh, but I, but again i think that uh it's important to 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 have guys that are prepared to bring you back assets and kobe white is just that all right so again i'm inside of my five reasons why this draft pick dalen terry is way more important than you think and he is a pass first guard and if if you looked at some of his highlight tapes the man, the man could flat out pass. And I'm talking about, like, I, I don't want to say Magic Johnson, but I'm talking about, like, no looks all over the place. Like, really getting the ball where it needs to be. Pinpoint accuracy. It's really exciting. I don't think a lot of people are talking enough about his passing ability, right? They're talking about his defense. Made all defensive team for the Pac-12 while he played for Arizona last year, which is great. But... And we definitely, you know, we, we want to take adva- full advantage of that. But his passing and, and his ability is what's really going to, you know, set, set him apart and what's really going to make Bulls fans excited. So five reasons why this draft pick, Dalen Terry, is more important than you think. That was number five, Kobe White being dispensable. Number four, and I kind of was alluding to it already, is that it gives you some insurance for Lonzo Ball. Now, if you heard AK talking earlier, obviously, I think everybody's really concerned about Lonzo Ball's knee. Right. I think that AK was really trying to harp on the fact that continuity is extremely important for this Bulls roster. Getting the same guys together, playing over and over again so that, that way they have that level of comfort that can, you know, get them to win games when, when needed. And sometimes you need that. You got to know. I can't tell you how many times I was watching the NBA finals and you saw. Steph or Clay get the ball right in the pocket, like whether it was Draymond passing it to them or Steph and Clay passing it to each other, they would put the ball right where they wanted it, like just outside of the chest, right there. But it's because they played with each other for so long, and AK wants that. But the problem is, we're not sure what we're going to get from Lonzo Ball. And we saw what happened last year when Lonzo left. The Bulls were just not the same team. There wasn't that facilitator there that could distribute the ball evenly between DeMar, Vooch, and Zach Levine so that that way people didn't feel a certain type of way. There was no ball hogging going on. Let's just call it what it was. But Dale and Terry can do that. Dale and Terry is not Lonzo Ball, right? He's no, nowhere near the prolific three-point shooter that Lonzo is. But he, there's, you know, he can play defense all all defensive team in the Pac-12 last year seven foot wingspan six foot six I mean those are some some measurables that you really want in this league and that are desirable I mean we just saw Marcus Smart you know win defensive player of the year so I mean again you 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 know what it is to have a guy that can't play defense and Dalen Terry can't be that so again a defensive guy like Lonzo 
He can distribute the ball like Lonzo, which is extremely important. And, and he's not a, a shoot-first kind of a, a guard. And neither is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball would much rather give the ball to Zach or DeMar and wipe his hand clean from the pressure of having to score the final bucket. And Dalen Terry is that very same way. He thrives and gets excited off of other people getting them buckets. And that's why he's insurance for Lonzo Ball. That's the number four reason why this draft pick is more important than you think. You know what's so funny? Even my boy was like, I didn't even know the draft happened. That's how that's how unimportant people are, are, are when it comes to this kind of a thing. But I'm here to tell you why it is important. And it's more important than you think. Number three, and I've been alluding to it, he's a facilitator for the offense instead of a shoot-first guard, right? And I think that's so important. I think that we saw last year when... You know, Zach wasn't getting shots or DeMar wasn't getting shots or Vooch wasn't getting shots. They took it upon themselves to 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 to, to have the ball get stuck in their hands. And nobody wanted to see that. It became frustrating because then everybody was like, I'm waiting for my turn to shoot. So you need people on the court that are willing to give up the ball and and don't need it to score. Right. You want guys that that thrive off that. And, you know, it was funny. There was a, a clip that Dalen had where they asked him, like, yo, man, you only averaged eight points a game. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, does that, you know, how is that going to translate to the NBA? And he's like, well, I averaged eight, but, you know, every time I passed the ball to Coloco or every time I passed the ball to Matherin, I felt like I was scoring when they were dunk. <laughs> so, so, really, I felt like I averaged 16 points a game. I mean, that was music to my ears. That should be music to your ears, Bulls fans. When you hear a guy like that, especially when you have the weapons that the Chicago Bulls have. The number two reason... Why this draft pick, Dalen Terry, is more important than you think. And I alluded to Marcus Smart earlier, him being the defensive player of the year. But the reason why he was the defensive player of the year is because of his ability to guard the perimeter. I think in this new NBA where the three-point shot is valued so much more than a post-up move, perimeter defense is key. And with a guy that's 6'6 and you know, a 7-foot wingspan, if he's coming off the bench... He's going to be able to – how many Bulls games did you watch last year where you saw the second team just get destroyed, where you saw some guard come off the bench and just completely light up the Chicago Bulls? I saw it too much. But when we have you know, our counter in Dalen Terry coming off the bench to guard their best second, second team scorer, it's going to make a huge difference for this team, and he's going to be able to do that. So perimeter defense is going to be um, extremely important, and he's going to be able to do that, and that's why – this draft pick, number 18, Dalen Terry, is more important than you think. And the number one reason why he is just that is because he's going to loosen up this team. I mean, who on this team is funny, right? We have a dry-ass team. Vooch ain't making no jokes. Zach Levine, he's too busy trying to figure out if he's going to get his max contract or not from the Chicago Bulls. DeMar DeRozan is, is, you know, he's cool as a cucumber. He's not out here making no jokes. So when you look at it, and listen, when you, you saw you saw the the hole that was there, and when they brought in Tristan Thompson, you could you saw him try to fill that void. It's like somebody needs to loosen this team up. Javante Green is that dude, but this guy can be just that. AK said it. That Dalen Terry was the loudest guy on the court during his training camps and during his uh, pro days and stuff like that, and during the combine. And to me, that's important, right? Because I feel like this team needs a little toughness. 
and it needs it needs it needs to lighten up just a little bit to have a little fun, right? Those are the teams that are winning. When the bench is having a good time, when the Bulls had the bench mob, things like that. That was important to me, and I felt like that's going to be the number one reason why this draft pick is more important than you think, because he's going to contribute to the culture that AK and Mark Eversley have created thus far with the Chicago Bulls team. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score, and of course, talking about the brand new draft pick, Dalen Terry, um, and, and I'd love to get into some clips. You know, he, he talked about why he chose his number. He's wearing number 25. I know we got our producer, Tyler killing it over there uh why don't you go ahead and hit that clip so you can play for the people and what when he explains why he ch- is choosing to wear the number 25 for the chicago bulls honestly it's because a uh, late great uh, benji wilson Simeon legend uh he wore 25 and i know after after he passed away a lot of the a lot of the guys wore 25 at Simeon. obviously uh, me being an arizona wildcat steve curry wore 25 here too so just paying homage to them two guys my uncle played with benji he was one of his best friends so when he told me about the story when i was like 10 years old it really moved me and when they asked me what, my, what i wanted because obviously i couldn't pick number four it was like yeah let's do a 25. it's impressive he wore four at arizona and when I first heard that he was wearing 25, I was like, oh, this is a PR move. Somebody told him about Benji from Simeon and, and whatnot. But then you actually realize that, you know, it's, it's just play uncle, but it's his uncle, you know, that, that it was his classmate at Simeon. That's wild. That is wild. That is a full three. Like, that story is wild to me. And, of course, Steve Kerr played for the Arizona Wildcats as well, and he was the last Chicago Bull to wear number 25. So that that says a lot about his character, just that in itself, right? I mean, obviously, he's ready. He's, he's focused. He's dedicated. And he, he also said, Tyler, I want you to cue this one up as well. He also said that he is ready and willing to do anything to win. Honestly, I've been like this since I started playing basketball. I mean, I've always been competitive, always wanted to win, and I'd do anything to win. So that's just where that come from. Anything to win. And you could tell that that's who he is as a player. That's how he fit into the Arizona Wildcat roster. And that's exactly why Mark Eversley and AK felt he was the perfect fit for the Chicago Bulls team. And, and I'm excited, man. And, and, and something else he said, I know we don't got the clip right here. Actually, I know, no, Tyler, I know you got it right there. Um, this is him, which I absolutely loved. Uh, leading up to the draft, he was projected to be a late first-round pick. And they, they, they asked him, they said, hey, man, what do you think about the fact that you're going to be a late first-round pick? And this is what he said. Actually, you know what? What he said was, he ended up saying, he's like, you know what they're going to do? They're going to redraft in 10, or they're going to do a redraft in 10 years, and it's going to look a lot different. Ah, that's the confidence you want. Maybe it's something in the Arizona water. Because Matherin said the same thing. Benedict Matherin said that he doesn't know if, like, I don't know if LeBron James is better than me. I got, he has to prove it to me. So maybe there's, some, maybe there's just cockiness about Arizona basketball that is, is oozing from them because obviously Dalen Terry is feeling the exact same way. But the question is this, Bulls fans, is he even going to play? Is he going to get any rotation? Is he going to get into the rotation? And the person that we are going to ask that very question to is Sam Smith. He's going to be joining the show right after this commercial break. And he is going to tell us how much tick does he think Dalen Terry is actually going to get? Bulls.com writer Sam Smith joins us right after this. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is Chicago Sports Radio 6. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gravity the score. I think the one thing that stood out was just his athleticism, his energy, his motor, um, his competitiveness. I think like any young player, he's played two years in college. His skill set will continue to grow. I think you always feel good about a player's skill set based around the fact of what kind of worker they are. And he's a great worker. So everything will get better. Ball handling, passing, shooting. He's always got great ability defensively and he's long, but you can feel his presence out there athletically and you can feel his intensity. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Of course, that's Billy Donovan talking about the 18th pick in the NBA draft, Dalen Terry and his work ethic. And hey, man. Whether it's a bee colony or an an ant colony, you need worker bees out there putting putting in the work. Uh, but the question is, is that work going to equate to playing time? And in order to answer that question, we got Bulls.com writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Sam Smith Hoops. I know I do. Sam Smith, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks a lot. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I'm actually very excited to talk to you. And the question, the first question I have. <laughs> Is is Dave, is Dalen Terry even going to be able to crack this starting lineup, Sam? Well, he's certainly not going to be in the starting lineup. Um, actually, uh, prob- it, it, it's obviously depending on several things. I mean, right now, if if you know everyone's healthy, is always the disclaimer with the Bulls uh, and basically all Chicago teams these days. It seems like, right. <laughs> but uh, assuming they are healthy, you know, particularly Lonzo Ball. You know, Caruso will seem fine. I mean, he'll get injured, you know, just because of the way he plays. But, you know, be more in and out. But Lonzo Ball's the main one. But assuming they're all healthy, you know, going in, 
Uh, he's probably not in the rotation to start, you know, to start the season, uh, assuming, you know, Kobe White and uh, Ayo DeSumo. You know, and basically, you know, obviously they're going to give work out a deal with Zach Levine. And, you know, even though he sort of plays forward or is called the forward, you know, DeMar DeRozan's really kind of a guard, too. So they basically got all guards, you know, out there. So it's unlikely. But that said, I do I do think there's a chance they'll do some stuff in, in, in the offseason to weed that out. You know, I think... Uh, Kobe White's probably most vulnerable now, you know, because he's coming up for an extension. They have to make a, a decision at some point on, you know, paying. And frankly, you know, rookies are cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think this this Terry looks pretty good. Actually, I think he projects better than uh, Dosumo. Um, really? I, yeah, because he's, you know, he's bigger. Uh, he's more athletic. And that's why Io fell in the second round. You know, we all knew he was a you know intelligent player, smart, hardworking. You know, but NBA guys looked at him and said, "Well, you know, what's his ceiling? He's really not, you know, a high flyer kind of guy." And this guy Terry potentially is. You know, I think initially, you know, 19 years old. You know, Io was much more mature when he came out. Kuzi Award winner, best you know, three years in college, I guess it was. Um, playing at a high level, running the team. And, you know, Terry's been more of a support player. But, he, you know, the kind of the formula in the NBA these days, like it or not, is this, uh, or the model is this 6-7 wing player, which, which he represents. Now he's a guard. You know, he has to gain more weight. You know, he weighs only 195, I think, at the <laughs> yeah. combine. You know, so he has to get bigger if he's going to play on the wing, which he, which he should. He's just a kid. He's 19. But I think... You know, in the long run, he projects, you know, as the kind of, you know, not not quite that good, but, you know, this Andrew Wiggins model of maybe a two-way player. He's a little, you know, offensively challenged now. But, you know, that seems to be what the Bulls are doing. Patrick Williams kind of was similar, you know, 6'8", 6'7", 6'8", you know, potentially two-way defense first. And and so I, I think you see the way they're thinking. So, you know, for that, for that place in the draft, I, 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 you know, I think it, it, you know, was a pretty good pick. Yeah, yeah. I think when you're talking about you know, the Chicago Bulls and the roster they're trying to build out, it seems like they keep getting these guys, right? The athletic guys that can rotate everybody, and that's that's usually that's what the NBA is right now. Uh, of course. We are joined by Sam Smith. He's joining us on the Score Hotline presented by Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's uh, largest sportsbook. Sam. I, you know, I, I look at I look at Dalen Terry. I see that he's a pass first kind of a guard. You look at his highlights; just an above average passer. I mean, just a phenomenal passer from what you can see so far. Who do you think is going to benefit from the most from him being on the squad? It, it, you know, it's, it's hard to say. You know, because the, what they've really you, you know got to do is is get ball healthy and get back to the way they were playing. You know, the first half of last season when they were you know had the great start, got in first place. You know, they were in first place when in the East when Ball went out for the season. I think it was sometime in mid-January. Um, but they were pushing the ball. He, he, you know, after he went out, they got to walking it up and dribbling a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then limited the movement. So, you, you know, I, I, I could see Terry, assuming he works in, like I said, I don't, I don't, if they don't make any changes with the roster substantially now, 
he's really not likely to be in rotation. There's too many more experienced players ahead of him. Um, and he probably would, you know, do, do with uh, playing uh, in the G League, like um, what's his name, the guy with, you know, Golden State, who really emerged after playing in the G League for them this yeah, season and was a key yeah. contributor. Um, and, and frankly, that's where Io should have been last year, but they needed him, you know, because all these guys got hurt. He needed to play, you know, but even though at one time, you know, the G League was looked at, you know, demotion, minor leagues, it's really not. You know, it's really a good place for these guys to, you know, get experience against NBA-level players and sort of develop, you know, what your skills are. But so assuming he's not there, well, like I say, they'd have to make some changes in the roster for him to get up into the rotation because they have so many so many players like that of, you know, maybe not as athletic as he is, but, you know, guards passing. But assuming he did, if he gets, you know, on the roster and gets some time, you know, I think he would play, in theory, something like ball. You, you know, advance the ball, push it, throw it ahead, that kind of thing. And, you know, and, and put some, you know, some speed and maneuverability in the offense. Cause, as we said, it, it kind of got a little stagnant last season, you know, the last part when ball and cur- ball particularly wasn't around. Sam, you literally sound like me trying to explain the Bulls team last year to all my friends. I'm like, Lonzo Ball was the guy who was distributed. He's the one that made this team run. And once he got off the team, the ball got stagnant. Everybody felt like, you know, they got stuck on the, on the free throw line extended with DeMar. Or Zach felt like he wasn't getting his shots. So then he was just, you know, pulling up for threes or you know, taking to the cup. Or Vooch was trying to take his shots at times. Like, But that's why I feel like Daylon, you know, he can be that pass-first guard that can be a distributor like Lonzo if he's not on the team. But but it also makes me question, you know, the move, right? Because you said it yourself, you might have to spend time in the G League, you know, unless they make some roster moves. And and I wonder, like, if, did the Bulls fall in love with him because of the Arizona connections? You know, AK's son going there and, and Reinsdorf going to Arizona? Or do you feel like he was the best option for the team at 18? No, no, you, you, you know, <laughs> they were they were at the party, you know, and all, you know, sort of whichever gender you want to do, you know, all the pretty girls left, all the good looking boys left. And that's what they were. Left. Not, not that it was the bad choice. It was sort of like when I was in high school at the parties, you know, um, you know, they, he didn't feel a need was the problem. He, yeah. he, you know, they're not going to say, oh, we didn't want this guy. Uh, you know, we wish, you know, we wish he had a better date <laughs> yeah. than this guy. But, you know, they, they, they needed the two primary needs are, uh, you, you know, in, in terms of description are centered. They needed a defensive rim protecting big guy. I'm sure you and your friends have discussed that. And they need a catch and shoot, you know, three point Tyler hero, you know, that kind of guy. Well, that that wasn't there. You know, the shooter really was. Well, it was to an extent. You know, I th- I think that Agbaji, you know, who went just before. So all the guys, I think, you know, who they wanted, Duran the center, Mark Williams the Duke center. I think I think, and I love Duran. I think he's going to be a star. You know, star, he's young, big time. He's young, right? And uh, but the NBA it just tells you they're so center averse these days that he fell to 13. He ended up being traded up to Detroit, which was at a fifth pick. You used it otherwise, but um, you know, and I think I think him and Mark Williams, especially maybe Agbaji as a shooter, and and maybe Eason, you know, for you know bigger defensive guy, you know, so that 
Terry's like him, but, you know, a little less uh, size, particularly because Eason could probably challenge, you know, Patrick Williams more so, which is more of a need. So once those guys all came off the board, I think, you know, it became as a cliche. It's a cliche, and it's sort of a joke sometimes, but I think it really was that best player available. And, and yeah. On their view, I think they're being honest about that. I think my guess is on their on their board, uh, they looked at it and said, "This is you know this is the best fit." Now, which which means in the summer they got to try to fill those other needs, you know, and have some free agency possibilities with a with a salary cap exception. And I think until you know into the signing date in early July, I think they still have that money from. Um, oh, what's his name? A big guy who they got from Boston. They traded to Houston and, and all that stuff they did. They had this, uh, you know, the trade exception, I think it's $5 million. So I, there's a couple of things I think they have possibility of adding, you know, a reserve big guy, you know, or a shooter and, and things they couldn't adjust in the draft. I think I think they were looking, well, can we get it in the draft? No. Okay. Now we'll we'll try to do it next week. Yeah, it looks like they have some some free agents out there that could potentially make their way to the Chicago Bulls. Of course, we're talking to Sam Smith. He's joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. You know, I, speaking of free agents, now I, I I wasn't as sad that you know there wasn't a move for Rudy Gobert. You know, in that sense, because I felt like you know a guy like Mitchell Robinson might fit our style a little bit more, you know, where we can keep a guy like Vucci. I'm not down on like everybody else is, but, but what do you think about the free agency and, and, and who are some names that you like? And is Mitchell Robinson even one of them? Yeah. I, I you know, Mitchell Robinson is someone, uh, you know, that, 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 you know, I sort of look for now, you know, because it, it, it was unclear with the draft or spending money. The problem is the higher level guys are going to be out of their price range. You know, Robinson could command more. I, I think they'll have, that's another thing, too, it depends on, you know, the free agent signing, whether they'll have the non-taxpayer exception, which is only $6 million, or the taxpayer, I mean, the, the non-taxpayer section, which is $10 million, or the taxpayer exception, which is $6 million, you know, which makes a big difference on, you know, who you could go after. So, you know, Robinson, might, you know, would probably be more in that 10 or $12 million range. I, I kind of sense... You know, and I, and I think those guys are good enough. You know, the JaVale McGee, Hartenstein, Dwight Howard kind of guys where you could get for, you know, also almost a veteran minimum, maybe a little more. You know, just somebody aggressive, seven-footer, uh, you know, come off the bench. Because yeah, Vucic is still going to play 30-some minutes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're not going to replace his offense. And, 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 you know, you're just there. So, you know, I think I think they kind of end up dividing it. You know, probably try to find a try to find a big guy. You know, not not spend all the money on on one guy. You know, is, you know, save some save some money for later kind of thing. <laughs> right. And yeah, you know, because they really need shooting. They need three point shooting. I mean, it was so apparent. You know, as you watch the playoffs and you watch all these teams and everybody's hunting threes. I mean, I don't really like it the way the game is played a lot, but that's the game. And, you know, in, the, in most of these playoff games, whoever made the most threes that day won the game. Yeah. yeah. And so, you, 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 know, they, you know, they shot okay, but they had they attempt so few. So they're just going to, you know, part of that is obviously DeMar. It takes a lot of shots and doesn't shoot threes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're going to have to get some guys. And, and the other thing, the guys they got are really not, you know, 
Williams, they're kind of reluctant shooters. You know, Zach will shoot. You know, he'll get threes up. And that's a good thing. I actually like that. You know, everybody's kind of been on Vucevic. Don't shoot so many threes. Don't shoot many threes. But, you know, it's kind of who he is. You know, he's not a post-power inside player. But they, they definitely need a perimeter guy's guy to do that. And so, I, you know, and that, and that also, you know, helps with a guy like Ball, you know, because when you push the ball, and, and that's what they lacked late. You know, they didn't push the ball up, so they didn't get in the paint. So they didn't have a chance to sort of, you know, fan it out, you know, for threes. And, you know, so they were just sort of stagnant, just outside the paint or, you know, off the perimeter. So, you know, that that's what I'm sure they're going to be looking for, you know, looking for and acquiring is two different things. But, you know, Arturis was very creative last summer, I and mean, it was very impressive the way he turned, you know, obviously used, the te- you know, major cap money for ball, you know, but the way he used uh, signing trades and, and really limited cap space to get the Rosen and Caruso, you know, is really creative. So, you know, I think I, you know, I think I'm anxious to see what he comes up with because I think, you know, I think he's got a very, you know, facile mind about, you know, working the cap and working, you know, personnel. So, uh, so I, th- I think they'll come up with with something. And like I say, you know, I think they'll look maybe for some changes on the roster, you know, among their guard group, which is, you know, where they have the excess. It's, it's so crazy. You said it best. Desiring and acquiring are just two two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. And, and obviously, we're hoping to exactly. address bo- both of those needs in the present because AK has done a phenomenal job. Hey, Sam, I love the fact that you were able to jump on with me today. I appreciate you immensely, and I look forward to having you back on shortly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anytime. Good to talk to you. Enjoyed the conversation. Sam Smith, Bulls.com writer. Of course, you can follow him. Uh, on Twitter at Sam Smith Hoops, you know he brought up a point um, that I thought was, uh, you know, imperative, and that, that's the Bulls, you know, three-point shooting. And I brought this up last Thursday. I know, I'm going to break because I want to play you AK's interview earlier today uh, with Mully and Hall, and, and him addressing the Lonzo Ball knee situation, Zach, as well as Dale and Terry. But listen to this stat before I let you guys go. The Bulls were fourth in the league in three-point percentage last year fourth so you could talk trash about whatever you want about the three-point shooting but they were fourth in the entire league however they were last in the league in attempts per game that don't even make sense to me and then more shockingly this is the more shocking stat is that in the fourth quarter of all nba games the bulls were first in the league in three-point percentage at 39.8 in the fourth quarter, the Bulls were the best three-point shooting team in the NBA. You probably don't even believe that. But the, the, the opposite of that is that they were last in the league in fourth quarter three-point attempts. Like, think about that. You have the best three-point shooting percentage in the fourth quarter, but you take the least amount of three. Sam Smith alluded to it, and it's the fact that DeMar DeRozan takes a lot of those fourth-quarter shots, and they aren't three-pointers. On the other side of this, like I mentioned, we are going to hear from AK. He had a chance to sit down with Mully and Haw, and he addressed the Lonzo Ball situation. He's going to tell you what month he thinks Lonzo is going to be back with his team. We'll hear that right after the break. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. 
And we've been talking Bulls basketball all hour long. Big shout out to Sam Smith for joining me. But now we get a chance to hear from the man himself, AK, the the mastermind behind the Chicago Bulls team. He had a chance to talk with Mullion Hall this morning on the score. And he addressed Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, and of course, the brand new draft pick, Daylon Terry. Here he is talking to the guys today. Good morning, Arturis. How are you? Good morning. All good here. Yeah, um, you know, we we were um, very interested to see Dalen Terry be the selection. And we know by all accounts that he can be a real kind of agent of chaos in terms of his defensive ability. We saw how shot out of a cannon he was. We saw that enthusiasm. And then reading uh, his background, obviously a very competitive guy, uh, not not like a great scorer, not a guy that is a rim protector or a three-point shooter like we thought you were looking for, but clearly the type of player that you want to build around. Well, you just stole everything I wanted to say about him. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. We're uh, done. Thanks. Yeah, we're done. Uh, <laughs> no, obviously his energy, his motor, um, obviously he's 6'7". Um, can play multiple positions, um, seven one wingspan, so he gets into those passing lanes and he's a good defender. Um, you know, and he's a playmaker. He's a really good passer. He pushes the ball um, uh, on a fast break. So, and he plays with no fear. So, those are like kind of things that we saw. Uh, we were intrigued. Um, I mean, everybody's picking on his shooting. Uh, you know. He shot 36% from a three in college. Um, second end of the season, he was obviously around, I think, uh, high 40s. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress, but uh, I think uh, we got a good one here. Artur, there was a lot of conversation last week about the Bulls would have to make a determination of either drafting a player that might signal, okay, embrace the continuity that exists here, or making a deal before – Making and maybe packaging that pick to make a trade that would be an aggressive step toward more of a win-now mentality or approach. How accurate was that portrayal of your mindset going into the draft? Well, we are, we are winning. Uh, w- winning now in terms of mentality. So, uh, But at the same time, we've got a couple um, good young pieces, you know, and, and Patrick Io. And now Dalen. Um, so I think it's a mix of things. And we addressing uh, our team team needs uh, through free agency, through trades, and through the draft, um, basically. So we, we obviously not done. Free agency's coming up. So we'll see what's going to be uh, the final product before uh, next season. You know, we, we um, heard Mark Eversley talk about how you're prepared to do what it takes to get Zach Levine back. Is that a fait accompli in your mind? Is there still work to be done in that area? How quickly do you expect him to uh, be able to return here? Well, we expressed that desire, you know, for all past year. Uh, also after the season that we want continuity and we want Zach to be here for a very long time. And that hasn't changed. Do you expect Zach to go through the process and actually talk to teams who might be interested in signing him, teams with cap space that it would require to sign him? Do you, do you think that will unfold, or will this be something, as soon as you can possibly sign him, he will be motivated to reach for the pen and make it official? I do not know. 
exactly. But uh, June 30th is coming up. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time is when we are allowed to talk to uh, free agents. And we're going to do our, our part. You know, the other thing that Mark said that I think we were all kind of hanging on is Lonzo Ball. He talked about Lonzo and was asked if he'll be available for training camp. And he said, I, I hope so. And, you know, I, I, it just was a little bit of a concern because obviously you guys played so well with Lonzo. You look at his career, and I think he's played in 61% of the games in which he could play. Um, he's missed a lot of games is what I'm trying to say because of various injuries. Where are where are you at with him? I know you guys are uh, – you got the training staff going out to L.A., is this something to be concerned about, or is this something that you feel will be resolved? Well, you know, to, to be concerned is, is, I think it's my job. So, But at the same time, our timeline is uh, to get everyone ready for September, for training camp. And that still is the timeline. So he is he's working diligently um, to get, you know, to get back, and he's improving. And... Uh, as Mark said, you know, our performance staff is going back and forth um, in L.A. Um, to watch him uh, to, to, met, uh, to watch him train. So, you know, is, the process is still going on. So. Did any of that concern or uncertainty surrounding his future in terms of his knee affect your thinking or steer your, your thinking in either the draft or approaching free agency? Well, we have to just um, – you know, you know our roster uh, building process. It probably impacts a little bit. Um, however, uh, I think we've realized how um, important he was to to you know to our success. Um, you know, looking at this uh, you know three point uh, you know rate in terms of you know shooting eight threes per game and that goes away and and we last in the league on that um we kind of uh, slowed down our game when he he went away as well so th- there there's there's a lot of things that he impacted obviously six seven another guard that can uh, you know one of the best defenders in our team so um yes we miss him uh but again all we focus right now is on you know on his uh, recovery and uh, hopefully you know and by September we uh, we have everyone healthy. Arturis, I think we were all excited to see you guys make the playoffs. Now, obviously you were you were sitting really pretty before the All Star break, and then the, all the injuries kind of ganged up on you. You did win a playoff game, but how do you take the next step? How do you go from being a team that? Uh, that makes the playoffs to a team that wins in the playoffs. How do you make this team better this offseason? Well, uh, for me, number one is continuity, right? The the turnover was so, so big um, and the team. We have only uh, two players left uh, from the team that we took to Cover two years ago. Uh, so the continuity is huge for us. Uh, also, uh, development of our players, um, that they are getting better every day uh, in Advocate Center. Uh, and, of course, experience that they had, you know, uh, this year. Um, also getting some playoff experience. Uh, it's going to serve them well. Uh, so, you know, 
I said that after the season that, you know, the teams that we are, you know, fighting against, they, they have their core for uh, three, four years. And we've been together since uh, last October. So we need that time uh, still, um, you know, to get familiar with each other and how to play with each other. So any, any additional time we get uh, together is good. Um, and looking forward to uh, training camp in, in October. Arturis, in, by training camp, uh, Patrick Williams will have turned 21 on August uh, 26, so he could finally buy a drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's getting up he's there in years. Out. Yeah. But when you talk yeah. about the continuity, when you talk about development, you're talking about him, I think, in terms of maybe not intentionally, but you look at his growth and uh, where he can possibly end up. Just curious, because of that potential, which is enormous, when you went into the draft and you had maybe teams that were contacting you, trade discussions, how big of a priority was it to hold on to a player of his potential? Because I think the risk-reward calculus is is different depending on the executive. Well, you know, the players like that, you know, he's he's, he's unbelievable athlete. You know, he can play multiple positions, defend multiple positions. Those guys, you know, uh, it's very hard to find those guys, and uh, especially when he's 20, 20 years old and already has uh, not full seasons. Obviously, he, he he was injured last year, but uh, two seasons already under his belt. And uh, we saw when he came back, you know, a glimpse what uh, Patrick can be. Um, now you add uh, some playoff experience and last couple games, um, you know, that he. He scored over 20 points, you know. So, so you see his potential. Uh, he's going to have another big summer, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing him on the court uh, next year. When we talk about continuity, does that include Nikolai uh, Vucevic? Do you see yourselves, and I know Mark talked about getting a complimentary piece with him. So do you see him mm-hmm. as the center of this team? Yes. I mean, you know, another year – uh, playing together, um, continuity again. Um, I think we're going to address uh, some things in free agency. Uh, we need to get bigger. Uh, we 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 need some uh, rim protection. We need some shooting. So we're going to look uh, to get better a little bit in uh, free agency and see what our final product looks like. So it is possible to offer the max contract to Zach Levine and be as aggressive in free agency as you hope to be and address those two specific needs. Well, we, like I said, you know, we still have uh, you know mid level. Um, so there's there's ways to get better. Uh, there's ways to get better, and I think um, you know the core guys that we have right now. Uh, that's a great group of, uh, of players, and we just have to. Uh, look for ways to improve um, in a week um, when free agency starts, uh, we, and we're going to be pretty aggressive uh, looking for you know for, for for new additions. Is there a type of player that you look for? And I, I don't mean you know a a size issue or whatever. I, I mean like, is there a personality that you look for that attracts you to a player? And and we kept hearing that uh, about. Uh, about Dalen Terry, that he has this kind of energy and this go mentality and this confidence 
that that appeals to people. We'll we'll meet him at eleven o'clock today in person and and maybe get a sense of that. But is that is it fair to say that there's a certain type of personality you like to have? Well, we you know we constantly say in you know our group meetings is obviously competitive guys. We need to add competitive guys, tough toughness. Uh, mental, physical toughness. Um, so we look for those things in players, and uh, you know we'll see if we can add that. And they definitely added that with Dalen Terry. Guys, you know, seems extremely mentally tough, and you know, obviously the roster that they've built so far. I mean, no one can complain about AK and Mark Eversley and what they've done for this organization in the short time that they've been here. I mean, he's talking about the core guys need continuity and playing only since October, right, when everybody got here, speaking namely DeMar DeRozan with this squad. But even himself, he's still new in that position and bringing these guys in. So he's still establishing that culture. I should say solidifying that culture because it's been established. And the guys that he's bringing in are only only adding to that. And he's been doing a phenomenal job. And I loved hearing him say that they're still going to address that in free agency because as a Bulls fan, what it makes you do is like, okay, so I know we're not going to be stagnant from here until the start of the season. Who will they bring in? It's going to be a phenomenal soap opera to continue to watch because the NBA free agency is right on the heels. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670, the score. And next, we go from the hardwood to the ivy. We're talking with Chicago Tribune beat writer for the Chicago Cubs, Megan Montemuro. And we're going to ask her what she thinks about Kyle Hendricks and Wilson Contreras and what they can get in return for them as the trade deadline approaches. We'll talk about that next on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.